0: In Good morning everyone. Shomalecham <clears throat> bruchem We have a big responsibility this morning. We have a double parsha and we actually we're going to have now five brief shiurim and actually there're going to be six, but we're going to have to take a break before perke Avais. So now we're going to have this shiurim on the parsha and tefillah. and at 12:30 if you want to come back We're going to have the shir on Perkei Abba's. Before we begin, I would like to draw your attention to the screen. Um, Here's the list of the shiurim. 10.45 we have 5 and then 12.30 we have 1. If anybody wants to sign up for our weekly emails, uh, you could sign up on our site, RabbiDG.com and you'll be apprised of all shiurim and uh, events and happenings. I would like to draw your attention. We have two upcoming svarim in English. <clears throat> the Sefer Lakadamer Anini we're working on in English for Art Scroll um, to publish in time for Hanukkah. If anybody would like to be mishtate, if you could see what the Lashna Kadar Sefer looks like over here, um, please let us know. Also, we're working on a Sefer on Lagba Omer in English for Art Scroll. If anyone wants to be Mishtatev, please let us know. Okay, so the first shir uh, that we're going to uh, have this morning is the subject of Parshas Bahar. <clears throat> and what struck me at first is Rashi's bothered Lama Why do we juxtapose Harsinai to Shemitah? I would like to know, Lamanism chaparshas Parsha HaMekalel Shmita. Shemitah. The end of Parsha Samar spoke about the man who cursed Hashem. The beginning of Bahar talks about the mitzvah of Shemitah. And what, are the, what is the connection between these two inyanim, these two subjects, these two topics? Perhaps we could explain as follows. What was the taina of the Mechalel? What was the problem of the Makalel? Why did he become so incensed? Why did he curse Hashem? Well, Rashi tells us he came to pitch his tent among Shevet Don because his mother was from Don. And they said, get lost. Your father is an Egyptian. You don't have a share in the land. You can't you can't pitch your tent over here. He says, that's not fair. What am I supposed to do? And he says, that can't be. He questioned everything and he cursed Hashem. Immediately, perhaps, we have the mitzvah of Shemitah. What's the message of Shemitah? The message of Shemitah is the land doesn't belong to you. Every sixth year, you have to let the land remain fallow. What do you mean let the land remain fallow? It's my land. (laughs) I don't understand. I have a field. It's my ancestral field. I bought the field. Or I buy the field. I have to give it back? And Yoval? I have to give the field back? What kind of... So the Pasuk says, Kili Haaretz doesn't belong to you, belongs to me. The lesson of Shemitah is the land belongs to God. That is the response to the Makalel. The Makalel said, I don't understand, why can't I have a share in Eretz Yisrael? My mother's from Dun. The answer is Shemitah. The answer is the land belongs to God. That's the direct response to the episode of the Makalel. Okay. Next we have, in the subject of, it says, if your brother is poor, you should extend him alone, you should not charge him interest. In that context, the Pasuk says, To give to you the land of Canaan, to be for you as a god. Rashi says, anyone who lives in the land of Israel, I'll be their god. Anyone who leaves the land of Israel, it's as if they worshipped idols. This is an idea, a statement of Chazal we're all familiar with. Anyone who lives in the land of Israel, it's as if he has a god. Anyone who doesn't, it's like he has no god. This is a well-known teaching. But what is it doing here in the parsha of somebody who is poor and you're commanded to extend him alone and not to charge him ribbus? Why in this context specifically does the Torah give us this important lesson, this important teaching that only one who lives in the land of Israel says if he has a God, not someone who lives in the diaspora? Perhaps we could suggest as follows. You have a friend. He fell in hard times. He needs a loan. You don't want to lend him money. You could put your money in the stock market and maybe make a big return. So if I'm going to lend him money, I want to give him uh, ribbus. I want to charge him ribbus. And if I can't charge him, I'm not going to extend the loan to him. So the Torah is telling us, you have to understand that what's going to happen to this guy if you don't extend him the loan? Well, if he doesn't have a source of livelihood in the land of Israel, he's very likely to leave the land of Israel. And if he leaves the land of Israel, only someone who lives in the land of Israel is as if they have a God. Someone who lives in diaspora it's Kamisha she'en Therefore, the Torah is saying you need to lend him, a, may, uh, extend him a loan without ribbis, because otherwise he's in danger of leaving Eretz Yisrael, and you know what the ramifications of that are. That that only son who lives in the land of Israel, it's like he has a god. Next, parak bnei Yisrael Last night we had the privilege of hosting the Kalev So I introduced him that the visit of the Kalev is marumas in this week's parishion because it says, Ki li b'nei Yisrael Avodim rashi is uh, Okay, Kalev is with the kuf and this is a kuf, but you know, it's, it's good enough. You know. Anyway, so God says, the Bnei Yisrael are my Avodim Avodai heim. Rashi says Avadahim Shtorikaidam. My document precedes yours. You bought an evid. I'm telling you to let him go free. Why? Because I own him. Not you. He's my evid. My star came before your star. You think you bought him? I bought him first. He's my evid, not yours. So I was bothered. That if you suck him earlier in Hei, Pasik Nambez, the Pasik says, Ki Avadai Him, Rashi says Shtari Kaidem. God is saying, He's my Avid, my Star came first. So we already we already know this. This message was already articulated. Why why does it need to say two times Avadai Ham, Kaidem? Furthermore, you could ask, you know, the second time it says Ani Hashem Kecham. Rashi explains, why does it say, lekechem? says, Rashi, anyone who enslaves a Jewish Eved down here in, the, in this world, it's like you're enslaving them upstairs. What does that mean, it's like you're enslaving them upstairs? When you enslave someone's body, it's not only they're physically subject to your wishes and their time is constrained by your requests and your desires. But there's a certain ownership you have over him that he's not able to express himself spiritually. His soul is shackled. Not only he's physically shackled if you're making him work in the field and you're making him work in the house. It's not only his body is shackled. His spiritual expression is shackled. So that's why it says Ani Hashem Because anyone who enslaves someone down here, it's like you're enslaving them upstairs. So I would like to suggest that's why it says two times avadaihem. We are God's slave on two dimensions. We are physically enslaved by Hashem, meaning we are subject to Hashem. We have to physically get up in the morning and physically put on tefillin and do the mitzvah, but our, we're also meshubbata Hashem melmala, the soul is meshubbata Hashem. Our spiritual entity is subject to Hashem, not just physically. That's why two times it says, Avadaheim Kaidem, And that's, this is something that we're apprised to by the teaching of Rashi of Kol HaMeshabdan Melamata Kiilu Melamala Then at the end of the parasha it says, You should fear my Mikdash. What's that got to do with anything? It's nothing to do with Shemitah. Nothing to do with the subject matter of the Parsha. But I think the answer is just very simple. In the Pasuk before it says, don't make a stone floor to bow down on it. Rashi says, even if you're going to bow to Hashem, because I only allow you to serve me this way in the base HaMikdash. You can only bow down to Hashem, the yadaim in the base HaMikdash, not elsewhere. Therefore, the Torah in the very next Pasuk, Tells us, you know why you cannot have a stone floor outside of the mikdash? Because you need to fear my mikdash. So it's really an explanation of the previous pasuk. Okay? Those are some uh, insights on Parshas Bahar.